everyone. This is Irliana Samsara, your host of Star Sound Speaks, back again with another episode, Star Sound Astrology. So, um, wow, I can't believe this is the 50th episode, the big 5 So um, we've got a very special guest here today. I'm going to be talking with, we'll be talking with Shire McGuire, a, a wonderful woman who's got some great stories. And in in the spirit of Taurus season being um, where we're our outrageous, carrying forth all these outrageous messages that the new moon brought us last week, which is uh, with the conjunction with Uranus. So it's the new moon is demanding that we look at our food supply, amongst other things, our food, how we nurture ourselves, and the values that we have attached to food and the the stuck patterns that we've been in and perhaps, you know, laziness or entitlement. And then Uranus is shaking up the, the paradigm. It's a creating a paradigm shift and shaking up the status quo. So, wow, as I'm talking, I don't know if you guys can hear this, but here comes this big siren. And you say stuff about sirens, what they mean. What, is, right. what does that mean? This is Shire speaking. Say hello, Shire. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I, funny that that comes in. Well, it's Uranus energy, right? Out of, out of nowhere. Um, yeah, we've had this thing about my, a friend of mine, uh, my dear brother, um, he said that he uses um, sirens. He programmed his consciousness that if he heard a siren, it meant that he had to stop and pay attention to what was going on and maybe, you know, just listen up or take a new path or whatever right so and so there was Uranus chiming in I I just gotta love it we live astrology it's all around us so anyway um so Shire here I asked Shire I've been getting messages from spirit okay this she get her on the show get her on the show uh in our last episode we had that really cool conversation with Lacoma about um you know conscious gardening sacred gardening you know connecting with the earth sacred practices the secret life of plants so uh, we touched on all of these subjects and if you haven't had a chance to listen to that podcast you might want to have a listen um, and now I, I just felt to keep expanding on this this topic about Earth because not only because it's Taurus season and because we've got the the new moon was was conjunct aligned with Uranus the the change maker but also the butt kicker <laughs> and squaring Saturn which meant that it was um, very much about it's, it's a sobering time taking responsibility and uh, being patient but also having a plan and um, really owning owning up to uh, what we've been doing with the earth obviously you know people like Greta Thunberg has been awesome with that and the climate change movement the climate crisis and now um, because of this particular uh, rant that I'm on we're going to focus on food so um, anyway, I would like Shire is going to you know share about the, these outrageous things that she's up to, and um, we're going to open you up to some new ideas about the food supply and um, and all of that good stuff. So um, anyway, Shire McGuire, here she is. Well, thank you, Eliana, and I'm so grateful to her for letting me have this chance um, to be globally heard. Uh, she predicted this, and this has been in my chart. I mean, not predicted, but it, this has been in my chart for quite a while now. So uh, it's coming to fruition. But a couple of years back, I went to hear her speak about 
the um, upcoming total eclipse of the sun, the great American eclipse that happened on August 21st in 2017. Look at that. You and even had the, had the exact date. <laughs> in June of that year, two, two months before I even knew that the eclipse was coming, um, I had done a vision board in which I was using these areoponic grow and vertical growing systems called tower gardens. And I was um, just expanding the knowledge for people. And I had seen what these towers had done in schools. And for me, it was, they need to be everywhere. This is innovative. It's the growing of the future. I was so upset with what's become of the food supply, especially here in the United States. I know a lot of countries ban the GMOs, the genetically modified foods, but here we are, we give them money to grow those foods and we take the money away from the small family farms. And right now, like because of what's happening with COVID-19, I'm actually very grateful for the fact that the world is realizing we're all connected. I'm, you know, not happy people are dying, but Every 47 seconds in the United States, someone dies from a heart attack or from heart disease, rather, from heart, heart disease. disease. So if this is a wake-up call for people to take a look at their immunity, take a look at what we're eating and take a look at the food supply. And how food affects our health directly. Oh, food, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the real wealth is health, right. <laughs> uh, you know, people. Um, the epigenetics i mean the science proves it now it's it's the, it's not it's not just your genetics that 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 whole nature nurture argument it's both the science science has finally decided it is both uh, which means your parents are still responsible either way <laughs> you know? but we are we you know what we're taught and so let's be a generation that starts growing a healthy generation with healthy brains like the the food that you eat your the health of your brain affects every decision that you make and so if your brain is not healthy uh you what you eat how you behave that it makes a difference and um yeah you said something the other day you said about add how uh, attention deficit disorder or adhd yes well one of the world-renowned pediatricians william sears said that children are not suffering from ADD. They're suffering from NDD, nutritional deficit disorder. The food supply has lost its its oomph. It takes it takes forty bowls of spinach to equal the nutrition that was in one bowl of spinach fifty years ago. Wait, can you repeat that again? It takes it takes about forty bowls of spin cut say forty cups of spinach to equal the nutrition that was in one cup of spinach 50 years ago wow. before we started destroying our soil. Right, there's no minerals in and the soil, in that's a, what happened. In a world where the population is growing and we have to feed that population, I don't believe that confined area feeding operations where they they squeeze cattle and, you know, swine, right. I mean, factory farming, and yeah. <laughs> I sit here with my vegan friend and I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of a pescatarian, <laughs> um, but work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
just like just right now, there's a farm uh, near where Ariana and I live, and it's a they're a commercial cucumber farm. Well, the pickling plant is not working because of the social distancing, and and so the all the cucumbers are rotting in the field, and the farm feels like they're going to go out of business. Um, I'm going to go talk to them, of course, like. I, well, I want to talk to you about the astrology and how... It's here, <laughs> baby. Go for it. You know, yeah, Uranus so, is also today, as I had said in a previous podcast about a month ago, that April 25th or so, today's April 25th, um, it's that Uranus was exactly to the hour and to the degree and minute squaring the USA nodes. So for sure, this is called, you know, showdown at the OK Corral. Like, we're... And it's... We're done with, you know, factory farming beef, um, you know, that the heinous production and factory farming practices. And, you know, you could say, too, a vegan revolution with greens and, you know, going back to nature and, re, you know, re, just the whole rehaul. It's just it's coming down the old, the old that patriarchal, that old system. It's very, very corrupt. It favors meat and dairy producers get subsidies you know, and all that. But now we're com- we're very quickly becoming awake. And, and I will say too, when you said earlier about uh, soil, you know, we have to understand that the last time Uranus was in Taurus was in the early 30s. And that's when we had the dust bowls. We had crop failure and it was the soil depletion because that's when chemical agriculture became, uh, came, became into practice, came into practice. Chemical, you know, fert- uh, synthetic fertilizers, and petro- based on petrochemicals, and that depleted the soil, destroyed it, and that's what created the dust storms. I don't know if people mm. know that. Yeah, interesting. So it's the same. Here we are. It's eighty-two or three years. You have a Uranus return. So now we're in that same place. Like, okay, what's it going to be? But we're facing massive crop failure. We've been seeing it in the news. You know, here it is locally with the cucumber farm, and but uh, we and saw I'm it sure all it's over farms all over the the nation that yeah. are suffering this way. Yeah, and Idaho, a million potatoes they had to plow under. And if we heartbreaking. could, you know, the other side of it is the government gives us the, the USDA gives us the food plate, the food pyramid, the, you know, now seven to 13 servings or just more matters with the vegetables. But to get good, nutritious, fresh, nutritious produce is totally out of reach for half of the country. 50 million American families are on food assistance. And and that was before COVID-19 yes. hit. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I've been wanting to, well, I've co- helped co-founded a, a nonprofit called Towers for Change, where we take the innovative growing systems and we raise the money to put them wherever they're needed. Um, they're, They've been going into schools and great impact. Um, my personal um, passionate spot is to get them into juvenile detention centers. I did a TED talk. You can see me on YouTube. Um, can sustainable gardening lower juvenile reoffend rates? That's right. the name of my TED talk. And um, I loved it. I saw it yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. You're amazing. Um, but. When that eclipse, when I went to see Irliana's talk about the Great American Eclipse before it happened, and folks, 
you know, I've seen astrologers all my life and I, um, they do my chart, but this woman, she does the chart of the United States. She takes the, the birth date of the United States and she tells us what's happening in our world, all over the world, according to what she's reading from the stars. And that's where the communication comes from, whether you call it prana or life force or the Holy Spirit or uh, what, you know, or a Whatever. physicist would say scalar energy coming off the planets. Oh, it's right. all the same thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so this woman is intuitive and tell your friends to listen to her because oh my goodness. it can make Please. such a difference. <laughs> I did not tell her. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> oh, by the way, I have to say mundane astrology is the study of looking at governments, towns, nations. You know, it's not like I'm certainly not the only one. It's everybody's, every astrologer can interpret things differently, but there, there is, you always find a common ground, but I just happen to know that right now with the USA nodes are getting, the evolutionary path is really, we're getting our butts kicked. The evolutionary path of the US would be the north and south node, and with the Uranus is making a very challenging squaring aspect, so it's really saying you've got to let go of the way you have been doing things and reinvent your food supply in, in with uniqueness with innovation with an eye on helping humanity and um and certainly since you're honest rules technology mm. you know it's like oh okay well maybe we, there, maybe there's some technology like solar panels and windmills and things that will assist us and i know that brings sure. us back to the tower gardens i know the tower i mean i love i happen to have one for the last 10 years. They're really cool. But there's many different innovative technologies. I just happen mm -hmm. to personally like that one the best, but it's just there's so much available. And the fact that we can grow food quickly, it's full of minerals, it's not stripped of the soil like the way the United States and all these industrialized countries have the soil depletion. What you were saying in episode 48 of this podcast was that um, we needed to look at having community gardens, and, and a lot of us are calling them victory gardens, victory, victory over the, the virus, although um, there's always viruses, and we need the victory needs to be in changing the whole food supply. So if a right. lot of it, victory is the, the changing your attitude is the big victory. Yes, so, I mean, I'm sure there are farms all over that are losing crops because they can't afford to pay the people to pick because there's nobody to buy the produce and because the factories are closed. So uh, get away from the factory mentality of, of feeding America and turn these, turn these little farms into community gardens and have, un, you know, people who are, were unemployed before the the crisis get out there and and be a farmer be a farmer yeah. <laughs> and and you know whether you're doing soil or hydroponic or whatever and um get away from we in T towers for change we have this little saying give me the food i eat for a day give me the means to grow my own food and i can eat for a lifetime and maybe that's a you know 10 by 10 plot at a family farm and you, you do this with your neighbors and get these people out of poverty, get them educations, educate them. You know, kids can get education, growing things that they don't have to be commercial farmers. They can be community farmers. Right. 
Community farming, I love it. And it builds connection too, because one of the sad things I know in, in, in the United States, you know, we have the moon in Aquarius, and so the collective is that we love technology, as you see, everybody's got their cell phone. But it's also, it, the shadow side of Aquarius is that people, um, get, it's interesting, social distancing. It's like it, it, it can create that distance, you know, like in Europe, everyone rides in a train. And most areas of the world, you know, they don't have cars the way we have cars here in the States. So that car, even the, the technology of the car has isolated us from one another. Sitting on a freeway with millions of cars, it's like everybody's in these little metal boxes isolated from one another. So now we're, now is when we get to change all of that. And even with the community support, CSA, if you mm -hmm. want to Google that, Community Supported Agriculture, and it's a way for people to, you know, connect. And, you, you, you know, you, you, you maybe you never met your neighbor. So uh, the sadness is that it took a tragedy to force us to look at ourselves. But there's so much possibility in, in this. Oh, absolutely. And um... um, you know, I was going to say, um, if I can just jump in, uh, sustainable, there was something you mentioned, I, jumping over to this uh, note that I had, um, you found that sustainable gardening, whether it's, you know, community supported agriculture or using one of these technological wonders like the tower garden or vertical gardens or garden towers, there's all kinds of these things out there. Um, but the um, everything with the eye on sustainable gardening, um, reducing the juvenile reoffend rates. I know you had this. Um, you had mentioned how you you had done some research about that juvenile. Because I know you you're very big with the juvenile. Right. Well, why is it that you're so passionate about the juvenile system? In 1990, at the age of 14. My son walking home from school with his buddy makes that terrible mistake of seeing a car with the engine running and nobody in it in a convenience store parking lot. And then that one 14-year-old boy split-second decision to go for a what used to be called a joyride um, by 1990 had become grand theft auto, a felony offense, and three months in, oh a, in a juvenile detention center. And it destroyed him. I saw the mental change, the being incarcerated at such a young age, institutional food, disgusting, you know. And yeah, cafeteria food. <laughs> all the institutional food. I mean, even some hospitals. And I mean, it, things are, they're starting to turn a little bit, but um, so much of it is canned and boxed and processed and not what your body needs to ha make healthy decisions, to have a healthy brain. Um, and it put him on a thorny path and he's, he's in a federal prison right now, years after rehabilitating and being just, you know, great dad, uh, because he inherited his father's firearms and, right. you know, I know so it's anyway, a very long story, but, but... uh, there are 500,000 children who go are processed through the juvenile system in the United States every year. At any given day, 60,000 are incarcerated alone in a cell at night. Um, they, 17,000 every year, lose their hope so badly that they attempt suicide. Mm. 
this is what makes me want to change something. And I think if I can change their diet, you know, get them healthier food by having gardens in the facilities, they're not only eating better and making better decisions, but they learn horticulture and culinary and entrepreneurial skills and things that can change negative statistics. And they're feeding their brain, which is feeding their, their keeping their consciousness sane. So yes, the the whole thing, the legal, the criminal justice system needs to change with legislation. But in the meantime, that's a that's a one where the wheels grind slowly. But the one, the nutrition aspect, you're right. There is a huge connection. I remember reading when I first went vegan. I remember reading this uh, story about, and this has been more than one study about prisons. And I don't know if you've ever heard this, Shire, but there was a, a, a study that showed that um, they did a study of um, prisoners who ate meat and they took the same conditions, living conditions, and they, they put one group that ate meat, continued to eat, you know, the standard mm-hmm. diet, like you said. And then the other group, they just made vegan. So they took out meat and dairy and just gave them vegetables. And within weeks, only maybe six or ten weeks, the group that was vegan, they cut down like 70% in terms of violent behavior. Mm-hmm. And there was no other change, just the nutrition. And the, and the recidivism is the official term where the rate at which somebody gets thrown back in prison. When the, peop, when the vegans left, the recidivism was only like 3% came back to jail but the the meat eaters it was 80 percent there you go well um i'd like you know you talked about revealing things you know that the activation of the great american eclipse by the way she convinced me to go be in the path of totality on August, <laughs> on August 21st in 2017 and I happened to be needing to go drive up north. I live in southern, uh, southeastern uh, United States. And so I was able to be in that path. And I want to tell you, I was, um, I was in the churchyard of my church. I, I was driving. And I was like, okay, it's time to stop. Where am I going to pull over? I look at the map. There's no parks around. So I said, oh, I'll go to my church. And it was a Monday afternoon. So there was nobody there. The parking lot, there was a picnic table and the deer came out of the woods to watch the eclipse with me i mean it was just wow amazing that's magical but i stood there and literally shook my body literally shook at the moment of of the totality part be i I three minutes (laughs) vibrating vibrating and it was it was um and it was an amazing experience and since then i founded a, a nonprofit. i um it's just I've done a TED talk. I, you know, like it's just yeah. everything that Eliana said in my chart was, you know, going to explode and open. And we had a nice activation party on. August. We had, we had. Oh, I don't know anybody in the world. But <laughs> she got so enamored with this eclipse, everybody. So I'm like, I know I'm. I was enamored, enamored of it as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was so funny. We we did a, a, a tower garden party. <laughs> it was everything that you when talked Mars about. Everything that you talked about about you know corruption and the government being shown and you know just all all the and it's it's strange because 
um, in my in my church, we were the prophet had said that it was a time of um, us needing to be able to discern between truth and error, and that's what this has come down to. I mean, the, the people that are working at home who can work at home, um, and, and I know they're probably going crazy now with the young kids around, but. When the kids will go back to school, and then do they really need to drive two hours a day to an office and pollute and cause traffic and 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 their own anxiety and and stuff? Yeah. Or can you just go ahead and work from home? I know. Do you think we we don't we're not looking forward to? I know all of my Angelino friends are like, oh, the four hundred five man, we can do sixty five. I'm getting speeding tickets on the four hundred five. I know you are. I know you are. Come on, fess up. I know you're pedal to the metal when you go outside, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly uh, yeah. Nobody wants to go back to those endless lines of traffic and. Sitting in a little metal box, isolated. I, you know. I lived there. It took me 55 minutes each way to go to work. And somebody said, when I moved to the East Coast, they said, like, well, why, did you, why didn't you move closer to work? And I was like, it was eight miles. It took me 55 minutes to go eight, eight miles. Eight miles, each yeah. Way. Yeah. For those of you who live out <laughs> in rural areas, yeah. I remember when I lived in New York City, it took me. I I never drove my car. This just this one. I I didn't. I took the train, you know, to go to work. But I remember crossing the 59th Street Bridge in midtown in a traffic in a you know afternoon rush hour, and it took the length of the bridge. What was that? Not you know half a mile maybe. It took 45 minutes to go half a mile. My car inched along. 45 minutes to just cross the bridge. I understand. It's crazy. Like, like satellite pictures show the Earth. Like with where you're able to see through, instead of having the smog light layers, the yeah. satellite pictures can see the land now. Like we're healing our Earth, people. This yeah. is a good thing. You know, it's good to to step back and and see what is essential and see what, you know, what you can be doing yourself to, um, to make those north nodes work. Right, right. work those nodes. <laughs> yeah, like this, the corner is being turned here, and it's like, you know, Uranus is also associated with chaos and catastrophe, right? And and yet through this c- catastrophe, this catastrophic event, it's really forcing us to change our ways. So yeah, it's a square with Uranus. Uranus is for the the new moon lunation squaring Saturn, and. Um, you know, so we have to be patient, and it's it's we get bristly, and we we want this now, but we have to learn to focus, discipline, patience. Marry that with it's dynamic, you know. Marrying that with a better future, uh, but we we can do this. We have to do this. There's no there's no like oh maybe this is a good idea. No, it's like if you want to survive and, and live and have the earth live, that's I mean, it, man. Just, just this is it. Diabetes was, you know, uh, being a burden on our health system. These things, you know, these chronic diseases that are primarily caused by diet and and lifestyle. You know, um, the epigenetics proves now. I mean, you can turn these genes on and off, like those um, those Tamara Sachs, uh, Dr. Tamara Sachs, she does an incredible epigenetics talk that's out on the internet now. And, and what can you describe what it, that is, the definition of epigenetics? Um, well, you know, 
science, we knew that we had blood vessels and cells. I mean, you know, like as science progresses, um, there was a time when they thought your arteries were like a garden hose with just, you know, the blood went through it. But now, of course, we know that every single little cell within your, you know, the lining of your arteries, it, it produced, that's what produces the medicine. So food can either be the best form of medicine or the, you know, the slowest form of poison. Right. Um, It can be blocking in your arteries, you know, clogging them up, closing the medicine bottles, (laughs) or it can have a healthy, pliable inner artery. And every single cell down to the cell in the cellular thing, like the science, the epigenetics is looking at your DNA and the switches that turn things on and off. And they know that in just a couple of months of eating a plant-based diet, that the switches that cause inflammation turn off. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they have these mice, the agouti mice, and big studies have been going on about them. I mean, scientists all over the world get these agouti mice and they're fat and, and pale and they have diabetes and you know obesity and ooh yeah so they'll take they took um two pairs of agouti mice and and uh i don't know they, you have to dr socks talks about it but if you feed one of the if you feed an agouti mice mouse vegetable you know the right diet then they more nutrition they will produce a regular and a normal mouse. But if you just let the agouti mice mate the way they are and don't change their diet, then they produce the fat pale mm, mice. Yeah. But if they if they get a if they get a diet even though they're both the both the DNAs are, you know, icky. They will produce. That's a scientific term, folks. <laughs> <Yes>. Icky. Icky. <laughs> yeah, it's from the Latin icky, whatever. Icky. <laughs> right? Yeah, and there are so many studies. I mean, unbelievable if you do the research, the, the, uh, the studies about that. With the the V and our, we we were born to I mean our our little teeth I'm going to talk about this more in another podcast but our our teeth were designed as herbivores you know they're flat and they're designed for chewing grasses and grains and just a couple of canines there yeah you know like small little yeah to, to chop into an apple right the design of a person is to be herbivorous as they say that's a that's a wheaties box word no <laughs> herbivorous but yeah um if we were to he- eat meat um we would be like the lion or the tiger that has these huge long fangs you know that's the design is to eat meat live and fresh and raw and digested very quickly so um yeah it was it, that's not our design and i know when you you think about it you see these holy men and saints and sadhus and sages and holy men and women in in monasteries in tibet and india and japan and you know in south america and all these these holy people who live away from the world they are not eating meat and dairy you know they don't eat 
cheeseburgers at an ashram. There's a reason for that. <laughs> Do you think you will go into cosmic consciousness eating cheeseburgers? They're gardening, Not... <laughs> aren't they? They're gardening. They're all, you know, they're well known for they have their, their good gardens. gardens. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it points the higher consciousness, right? And and also, in, if we remember our conversations about this, Uranus rules Kundalini awakening, the nervous system, the light body, right? We are we are not chemical in nature we're electrical so we're going to feed our electricity we're going to feed our light with greens literally trapped sunlight you know greens the chlorophyll right it captures photosynthesis remember earth science photosynthesis capturing the light so we want to be light well you got to eat light you know it's like duh you know it's it's it, but i think it's becoming very obvious now to the people who had maybe may, many of us who have were not been aware you well know? you wouldn't put olive oil in your car's oil reserve you would put automotive oil in there um but yet we will put sugar into our body or processed, you know, processed yeah. foods um, yes. the preservatives prevent your food from digesting um you know gut yeah. health is like so important and gut health yeah and that totally changes even in even in just a short amount of time with a plant-based diet yeah plant-based woot woot. it's uranus time uranus and doris get get over it it's gonna be with us till what 2025 or 2026 you got another five or six years of this ain't putting it off any longer some people can't do a soil garden and they don't you know live in a place where they can do that but some of these like the tower gardens they can be on a balcony on a you know little space yeah in in the kitchen you know inside in your yeah. basement, you know, anywhere. You can wheel it out. There are people I know, and even in, in cold climates, that in the, in the winter, they just These roll it out lights. onto their, yeah, they have grow lights, or they want to get some fresh air, they roll it out of their garage, they put it in, and it, yeah. So and they can run it on a solar panel. So this is like, yeah, it's elect, that one particular one is electric, and it, it's no, on no a solar panel. needed. Right. And then there's garden towers, which I don't think are electric, but, you know, but there's so many different aquaponics, hydroponics, you know, there's, there's, it's so cool. I think you just go inside into it, you know, feel it out, check it out. Um, and, um, you and know, start thinking, you know, to listen to Ileana's. Oh, oh, stop. No, no. you're embarrassing. Stop oh, that. You go, Shh. No, <laughs> I didn't. I want to say that. <laughs> I love you, Shire. You're awesome. I am so glad you, uh, you came here today to uh, to talk about this, and um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal, and it's uh, ain't going away anytime soon. This is our moment, you know, to really think about yeah. humanity yeah. and ourselves in a whole different context. That's what you know. You said you said that it was opening a, a portal of feminine energy, more humanitarian, and it absolutely has. I mean, everywhere you look, you know. Um, and there's even the humanities team is one of these new or, you know, online organizations or something. I mean, just it's there. It just needs needs to be elevated. Yeah, Saturn and Pluto, man, they're like burn down the old corrupt structures and um, bringing forth the the compassionate. You know, we need structure. We just want it being compassionate and supportive and. Oh. Yeah, where we take care of each other. 
Yeah, well, it's happening. Well, thank you. And so Towers for Change is the name of your um, nonprofit. Do you have an email or a... a, a, Towersforchange.org. Dot org website. Okay, good. They can contact you through that. Absolutely. Um, absolutely, we're we're doing a nice. You take donations. And, <laughs> um, this, well, that's absolutely. the only way <laughs> that you can survive as a small uh, grassroots nonprofit, because um, government grants are designed for nonprofits who are handling about four million a year in donations oh. minimum. Um, costs about a hundred thousand dollars to apply for a government grant. And even, you know, I, I know some nonprofits that are working on criminal justice reform who have programs where their recidivism rate is less than 10% or another program where it's less than 1%. Can they get a government grant to put these programs into place? No. So we have to rely on, um, you know, generous people who see the vision. And well, I, I would like to say, um, to offer my um, services if you... If you want to book a session with me, whether or not you've been an existing star sounder or or, or new, um, just I, I'll I'll fifty percent. I'll donate fifty oh percent to uh, oh. to your cause because I so believe in it and all the good things you've been doing. And I didn't good tell karma. her to say that. <laughs> no, you didn't know I was going to say that, <laughs> no, did you? Uranus, surprise, Ooh. surprise. Oh. Oh, oh my goodness, she's now crying. Okay. Let me get that. Where's that tissue? <laughs> yeah, I want to just, wow. um, you know, I'll, I want to support that because it, it is a worthy, it's a worthy cause. So, all right. I hope you guys have um, enough information here today to um, give you that, uh, to inspire you to go out in there and uh, look at that earth differently and remember what Lacoma said, you know, enter the garden, ask permission, connect with the, when I cut my uh, my lettuce leaf in my garden this morning making my smoothie I put greens in my in my smoothie and and I would I didn't just rip it off right I was like oh hi okay I'm gonna take this you know and I would just like slow down and and um, somebody said you know, I read somewhere you know, just say anesthetize anesthetize so that they don't feel the rip, you know so I'm like I'm just you know there's levels and we just keep opening up to them and they start talking, and they're, they got a lot to see. <laughs> so be a role mama out there, all you moms who have your children home for, you know, driving you crazy if they're not. Hopefully they're not. But teach them to garden. Get yeah. out there and teach them where food comes from. A lot of them don't know. You know what I also notice is people, we get along better when we're in nature. I mean, it oh, makes, it's obvious, absolutely. right? So if you have some cantankerous children, well, obviously look at what you're feeding them, but also... Um, you know, just just to reconnect and chill and um, make that bond. That's that's really big. That's a that's a big part of it. I I, I can remember. This is kind of funny, but I remember years and years ago. Um, I had this boyfriend that he loved camping, and we had a very contentious relationship. I'll just put it that way. He, he was a fire sign like me, and we we'd clash right. But when we went camping, we never argued. We were in the forest. We'd go in the middle of the week when there was nobody around, and we never argued. So put that in your cap. Or put, <laughs> put that on your plate, as, as Mrs. Maisel. Put that on your plate, right? So, yeah, if you want less combative children, and, and <laughs> just bring them outside and teach them to garden. Well, the, in the high schools where the um, they've been using tower gardens or other you know types of gardens, but... 
specifically with the towers, we have changing graduation rates from the teens into graduation rates in the 90s. Wow. In places where you've put tower gardens? Mm -hmm. If that's not the most outrageous... Can you say that again? I, I just want to grok that into my head. <laughs> Check out the Green Bronx Machine on YouTube. It's uh, <gasps> yeah, the man he's in the middle, Ritz, very in poor Bronx, neighborhood, in one South of the Bronx, right? The really poorest neighborhood. neighborhood where it's a food desert. You know what a food desert? Yeah, tell people in case you haven't heard what a the definition of food desert. Where the market to get fresh food is more than a mile away, and transportation is a problem. That's a food desert. It's a food desert. And the, you know, the bodegas, sadly, you know, they're going out of business up north. Turn them into fruit and salad bars, fruit juice bars, salad bars, smoothie bars. Food, I'm in. So that <laughs> that man's Ritz, doing good work. He, he's done an amazing stuff. And um, the students at the South Bronx High School had a 30% attendance rate. It's now in the 80s. Had a 17 percent graduation rate it's now in the 90s wow being in touch with nature and eating better and being and learning skills and going out and being they're they're going out and being entrepreneurial with them they're these kids they have hope going to college yeah they have a future and there it is nutrition was the foundation of all of that connection we'll never get people out of poverty unless they're eating they don't have to worry about where their next meal i mean half the kids in prison and in the in the jails at the beginning are, are there for stealing food. Wow. I mean, not half, but you know, that, that happens that they're, they're yeah. stealing for their they're little desperate. siblings. They're yeah. desperate and oh, don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did, <laughs> but I'm so grateful we did. All right, guys. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week, but thank you so much for being here. Yay. Towers for change.org mm-hmm. towers. Yes. Towers, F-O-R, F-O-R. Towers for towersforchange.org. Shire McGuire, thank you. Thank you, Eliana <laughs> Samsara and Star Sound Astrology. And listen to, listen to episode 48 if you didn't. 48, 49, 50, 49. all of them. Oh. Oh, I need to you get to go out. back a couple of months and see what you want. All right, my dears. Well, big love, and um, we will talk to you on the next episode. This is Irliana Samsara signing off for now. And it's Star Sound Astrology, Star Sound Speaks. Have a wonderful, blessed day. Namaste.